are now listening to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins for the truth. Welcome into Burgundy Blogcast with the man who may be a little bit more dejected than usual after this one, Brent. And I, as always, am merely Hayes. Uh, Brent, before I get your one word, I just got to check. How are you doing? Are you okay? You still with us? Hayes, I don't know if I can even do this. <laughs> I think that side, the side was pretty good. Um, have you been able to uh, search the depths of your scarred soul to find one word to describe this uh, in, seemingly indescribable loss to the Saints? Are we really going to do this? I mean, yeah. I, know, I know I called you, but... <laughs> yes, we're doing it. Come on, man. We can right. do this. There is a lot to talk about on the bright side. Come on. I got a word. Calamitous. Calamitous. Well done. I was going to actually go, you know, I'm a musical guy. Um, I'm, I was going to go to the traditional song most popularly recorded by the animals, The House of the Rising Sun. The first verse of which goes, there is a house in New Orleans they call the rising sun. It's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. Uh, a lot of things got ruined today. Where that, to begin? That's not, that's not one word at all, Hayes. That's like a... You do the one word that's thing. That's like I a get, paragraph. I get to pick from wherever I want. Look, don't try and bring me down on this. Um, let, me, let me just... Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and throw out a, a multiple choice question to you to get things started here. Uh, what was more soul crushing about this defeat? <laughs> I love it when you open like that. Was it was it a the injury of the best offensive player of the season? <laughs> just yeah, just throw that on top of everything. Was it uh, b the fact that the Redskins got the ball first in overtime and could do, do absolutely nothing with it? Was it c the fact that they put together a fantastic final drive and should have been in place for uh, for a field goal, but uh, somehow that went awry? Or D, just the general 15-point fourth-quarter-blown lead. Of yeah. those four, any of those four stand out as Good more soul-crushing than the others? Good candidates, all, all potentially viable options. But um, Chris Thompson's injury is an especially swift kick to the nuts. So I'll go with A. <laughs> oh, man, really? Jumping straight to that. I will say the, <clears throat> the note I wrote down when that play happened was – Wow, losing Cuz and Chris Thompson would be bad. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he looked, looked like pretty. It might be both. That's right. He looked pretty rung up there. I that was I was thinking he might be in the protocol. I think he just got wind knocked out because when you looked at yeah. it, there wasn't head. But let's let's start to more bigger things. Do, I mean, do we want to go back to front with this thing? How do you begin to unpack? Yeah, the the loss that was. I mean, could have been a, a season changing win in that it evens the record it gives them a win against a quality team that still has the the best win streak in the nfl currently um it would have meant so many things you know on the road uh and instead yep. it's now four and six a deep pole division seeming to even wild cards seeming to get uh close to out of reach yeah and uh an injury to a best player and then you got to just question morale of I mean, everyone. It's a, uh, that it, was about as, as, as steep a descent of emotion as you could experience in a game because, you know, for the reasons you said, it was, it was big. It was a potentially season-saving season or season-straightening 
game, yep. but win, you know, potential win there to be had on the road against a good team. And I sure as hell didn't think they really had much of a chance. I thought they'd get pounded. So the first half went about as good as it could have. And then, um, you know, the, then there was kind of a lull in the early third quarter. And then, um, but then into the fourth, when Cousins put together uh, a couple more really good drives, including one that looked like it should have just absolutely been a dagger. And I think Troy Aikman called it a dagger on the broadcast. Uh, you know, it's, I don't even, I don't know where to begin it. They, they were, it was firing on all cylinders to be, you know, to start off. I, I thought all three phases were really clicking and the defense was humming. The offense seemed to be in step. Um, they got, an, they, they forced an early turnover. They did not turn it over through the, you know, through the game. Um, which, there was a near cuz bone at the end of the first half. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, it was called a pick and then reversed, right? Although I never really got too too ticked the off. The guy kind of jumped it. It yeah. was, a, yeah. It, it, and and also, I, I thought he was. It seemed like he interfered with him. But all right, um, no cuz bone, no. No, bone. I, I thought no this was, given. This game was boneless. Uh, this was a boneless <laughs> wing, but nonetheless, um, well, you know, I don't know. I guess we could, we could debate that because there's some there's some. Uh, there's, there's, I guess, a little bit of discussion about that, about his, uh, about this intentional grounding, this phantom grounding call. All right, uh, all right let, do you want to jump in straight on this? I guess we've segued. So yeah, I, I, this is, uh, that was an incredibly important play. I, I, we'll, we'll, let's, let's clear the air and establish firmly that it never should have come to that. Obviously, so I'm, I'm certainly not saying that they lost because of this, but it was right. But ultimately, yeah, yeah, exactly. But even ultimately, still. ultimately, it was an incredibly important play because if it had. If anything but that had happened, I think they could have still won in spite of all the disaster. But in my opinion, and I just, you know, somebody sent me a picture of this not long ago. I, it's, check my timeline if anybody's interested for a picture of the exact nanosecond when Kirk Cousins let go of that football. In my opinion, he was not facing any pressure. There was no imminent threat. And, and furthermore, uh, you know, Crowder, who supposedly just ran the wrong route because he didn't get the audible or something. Like at the, at the time, Cousins threw the ball. He he was not a non-factor. Like he was in the vicinity. No, a hundred percent, dude. I um I went. I actually screenshotted the rule myself. Yes. Intentional grounding would be called when a passer facing an imminent loss of yardage due to pressure from the defense right. throws a forward pass with a re- without a realistic chance of completion. That to me does not describe a mixed up route, like a guy throwing a ball where he thought a guy was breaking to. Under no pressure at all. Right, right. And I will say this, like, a, obviously, if that rule was gotten wrong and maybe we hear something about it, then the first blame is on the officials. Then that they should get that wrong. But, dude, I think that's a little bit of coaching. They even said, yeah. like, Sean Payton, like, and intentional grounding is one that the refs discuss. And if you hoot and holler and, th- and if Cousins is sitting there yes. screaming, like, no, I threw, I was throwing to a point. Right. And he ran into, like, we made a different read off the line. That's not intentional grounding. That I, I think you get a chance. It's, it's one of the rare ones. You know, often you say, like, what good does lobbying do with the ref? Intentional grounding is one that they do, like, confer <laughs> yeah. about. And they're like, where was that dude? And some dude's like, no, 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 my dude fell down on a route. And then, and then some ref's like, yeah, there was a guy on the ground over there. Like, yeah, 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 I wasn't intentional grounding. <laughs> you can lobby for that shit. And I was thinking that at the time of A, Bad call, but B bad, just like gamesmanship. Yeah. You know, it's it's the little it's those little stuff that the best coaches do, and I think that was it. Totally agree on all accounts. I, I was it was odd. It was like almost eerie that they were not. I, perhaps they were just confused. But uh, I was like, why are they not objecting more strongly to this? And then there it went. 
So I, I, I could not believe it. I could, yeah, like it, it's one that you got to like stand on the field and ma- and make a, a scene about. And again, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, this is this is like a three degrees of speculation. It's probably wildly inaccurate, but um, you know we've we've tried to sort of de- defend them on this, but I think maybe swinging it back the other way. The uh, you know, I think Gruden said afterwards that it wasn't audible that that Crowder didn't get, and so that's why it looks just so bizarre. Yeah. But you know, if you if you look at the play, in fact, even the screenshot that I put up there, it really looked like the whole rest of the team was run blocking. So I think it's I think it's possible that nobody got the audible. Like, and, and, and so if that's true, then maybe this is that Cousins screwed up and did oh, oh, did not communicate oh, effectively. Or that, and and I, and I think this is open to ref interpretation. If he thought, even if you know, if he if the imminent threat was that he didn't have the blocking protection going on and somebody was going to be running free at him, and that's why he just hiked it and threw the ball out of bounds, that mm-hmm. would also be right. grounding, you know? But, yes. like, it's, I didn't think... I think it's cut uh, and dry. There was no threat. It's like, he, he, he obviously was not throwing it away for that reason. So, I yeah, know. I guess we killed um, it, but it, that, that sucked. That sucked hard. Um, all right, well, let's keep moving. The overtime, there's not a ton to discuss, except it just was no, the overtime was kicking like the balls so, that they got the so, ball first so and couldn't do anything with it. How that was going to go. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they won the toss, and I was like, who cares? That doesn't matter. All right, so, so let's work, work back over there. Like, how excited did you allow? I want, like, the, you know, the uh, the win probability chart, you know, that, that now you can, like, actually watch as the game's going on. You know what I mean? Have you seen one of those? <laughs> yes, yeah, they were, they were at 99.6. <laughs> but I want to see like the, you know, there, there's the, there's that, but then there's the actual like fan expectation chart. Like when they were at 99.6, <laughs> you were probably at like an 80, yes, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And then like you, you like again, you plummet down to zero. Like, yeah, five seconds later, I was at like 20. And when, when they've tied the game up, you've plummeted down to zero. Yeah. But like, but yeah, when, <laughs> when Cousins makes three straight things, you're up at like, yo, 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 33%. Like, hold on, hold on. We're going to get a field goal. I mean, that's just got to be a terrible uh, roller coaster. I mean, like, again, but like how well executed was the final drive up until the blunder that was absolutely terrible and killed everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that whole, you know, I, I, I want to go further back to uh, fourth quarter. Well, well, basically, you know, the play when – when, I'm working um, backwards. Okay. When, when yeah. I, well, I I got it. I got to address it. You know, the play where we just we mentioned that it looked like Cousins had been hurt and ultimately he was fine, but um, but Chris Thompson broke his fibula. So oh, that that so he's he's clearly been the best player on the offense for the team for the year. I mean, and he's he's just he's such a great guy. He's a great story. He's an incredibly dynamic and exciting player. He's tough as nails. And for that, you know, I, everyone knew he was done. I'm pretty sure everyone knew that his leg was broken. When they it, put you in the air cast before right. you go out, that's he, like that's like the dog going he like He goes yeah. towel over face the whole way out, so you yep. know he's bawling and he knows that it's over. So yep. for, for on the very very next play, Gruden calls a fake punt from his own That was 15. amazing. That was amazing. It's just, just the sack on that guy. It was so, amazing. It was, it was the right amazing. call too. It was it was a, it was a beautiful, gutsy play. Worked like a charm. Yeah, time so, to make up for it if it, if it blew up in your face. Then the Cousins right call. executes this authoritative touchdown. Drive. Yeah, that drive was amazing. Such an amazing drive. It's the high point of the season. He throws a beautiful touchdown pass to a granted wide open Ryan Grant, but like with two dudes down his throat. I mean, it was just you're like, this is incredible. I mean, it was incredible. It felt great. So exciting. Uh, you know, he Cousins and, and Gruden at that point, top of the, top of the world. Um, All right, hold on. One note I also got to make on that play, and that, I found this kind of interesting. So when Cuz and Thompson and that whoever the other two guys collide, again, like we've, like we've talked about, 
Cuz sat there for a second, and I think he just got the wind knocked out of him. But they talked about, well, Cole McCoy is on the side. He'd be the backup, right? Mm-hmm. So then they're on the sideline, and it was fourth down coming in their own area. Like, you knew a pump was coming. And I swear I said this. If you had been here, Cousins puts his helmet back on, and my thought was like, well, dude, even if you're fine, like, why are you it's putting your helmet down. back on to go back on? And then the next thing I thought, I was like, dude, I want, like, I want uh, to sideline. They were like, uh, you know, um, which, whatever. I mean, that's, again, we're, we're, we're playing a lot of speculation. <laughs> well, I guess nobody today. on the other side. But at the time, I was like, I was like, what dumbass has put his helmet on? They're definitely punting. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then, like, it was like, oh. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, definitely catch him off guard. You only need a yard. You got a big boy. You know, there's no way they're expecting it. It's after a lull play an injury timeout great call by Gordon there so then it was like I don't know if it was you know obviously the next possession Breeze gets the ball goes right down scores immediately makes it a game again I can't remember was it on that possession or or, or Breeze's next touchdown drive when Gruden challenges that that catch by Fleener that's like obviously a catch right yes I mean there's zero chance that's getting overturned that was the most bizarre challenge I've ever seen and he wasted timeout which ultimately would have been incredibly important at the end of the game yeah, those things matter. So that was. I, I thought. I thought. Okay. So this game more than it should have. You know, there's a lot of things that went wrong to blow a 15 point lead, and I've been. You know, we did. We did a, a random checklist of assessment of things you want out of a coaching staff, and we used the binary scale a couple weeks ago, and they were checking off on a lot of things. And look, we've seen development. Look at the wide receiver core. We've definitely seen development in those guys. But ultimately, I think a game like this illustrates that uh, Gruden may, is like a good offensive coordinator probably at his peak and not a great head coach. Because mm-hmm. you, you look at things like the end of the first half when they didn't get a field goal off. I know that would have been a little bit of a stretch, but they still um, – didn't, they, didn't they screw up some of the end of the first half? Oh, yeah, Yo, they, yeah, yeah. They, no, they, they, they do that every game. The, the yeah. last two minutes of the first half, and they did it again. It was like they were going to get a field goal di- off, and there was a false start. So then they had to punt. And then, you know, of course, New Orleans goes all the way down. They're lucky that the Redskins were lucky at that point that, the, that, the Green, or that uh, New Orleans only got a field goal out of it. Yes, exactly. To stuff like, like that, the, the, the bad challenge, to just like general like 15-point lead play calling on offense and yeah. defense, you need to be able to figure it out to win the game and not put yourself in that bad of a position to lose. And I just think the game's a little bit over his head when it's – Big games, tough games. I'll give you. I'll give you like most that. of that. I'm not sure. I mean, I. I think you know, in terms of whether he's. I agree. He's got. Uh, he's. He's acquitted himself. Well, he's more than acquitted himself as a play caller this year, and in this game, several awesome calls, including the first touchdown. Yeah, he pass could to be. Chris he might Thompson. be a very good, Gr- good terrific good play caller, and and even as a head coach, I. I. I think you know, the Redskins have proven themselves over the course of last year and this, really the last two and a half seasons. Um, adept at handling and navigating adversity. And that is a key, key thing for a head coach to get a handle on. So I'm perfectly satisfied with that. What the Redskins cannot do under Jay Gruden, have not been able to do at any point, is um, is, is function in conditions of prosperity. <laughs> they, they, they can't play with a lead. With a lead, yeah. They, they, they don't know what to do with even a short win streak or even a single impressive win. It's like they forget how to play football when any of these things happen. So that is, that is an you know, extremely important next step that they're going to have to take under him. But you know, to your point, yes, as an in-game you – know, play calling I like, but – Play calling. Um, it's, it's, those it's final two minutes. The, 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 yes, we've just seen over and over the final two minutes. Wacky. I mean, it's, it's just always bad. Yeah. 
and um and and again even little stuff like the the uh the stuff that you can't plan for like the uh intentional grounding call yeah. where you just got to be savvy enough to know, like even quiet old bill bill belichick is going to be in some ref's ear explaining why that play was not intentional grounding and damn it he's going to get right. it, get it, make his case you know um, yeah, that's super frustrating. I agree. Uh, how much uh, of a 15-point lead, and, and I got to admit, I may or may have not been mid-afternoon nodding at, at around <laughs> 4 o'clock. Look, I'm an, I'm an old man, okay? I do that from time to time. So I didn't uh, – and, and honestly, I was like, man, I was like, this this game's looking pretty good. It's 15. I might uh, – catch some Z's might here. let myself go here. Rest not, up for the pod. It's going to be not, a good one. <laughs> Exactly. Like, look, normally, look. I know if I change position, I can come out of this now. But you know what? I'm just gonna let it go. Um, <laughs> and much to my chagrin, uh, I mean, surprise. Uh, so, yeah. What uh, was the defense too lax? Did they go to the prevent? Or the defense was 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 more than satisfactory for 50 minutes in this game. No, sure. I'm and talking then, specifically yeah, yeah. about the comeback part. Oh, just, just pathetic defense on both of the last two Saints touchdown drives in regulation, and then, of course, their drive in overtime. It but, was like but, they didn't even exist. Was, was it execution, or was it too much prevent defense? Both. It, was, yeah, it, it certainly looked like soft prevent, and then it was, hate that. It was poor God, tackling. It was in, just insanely wide. Just guys running totally unchecked through the intermediate zone. It's inexplicable, and I mean, this is this is every sports fan's discussion after every every choke of a game. And let's make no mistake, this was an uber choke. They, why the hell are you running a defense like that? Just continue to run the defense that was so effective for the whole game. It is. It sounds like or the, something it, similar to it. I mean, I, I I get that you know you, you the clock becomes your friend. Or, or it should be. I mean, you can use it as an ally. So, so fine. You're not running zero blitzes the whole fourth quarter. I get it. But, but why are you sitting back and letting a future Hall of Famer carve you up? All right, I've got a, I've got a theory. I, especially working in sports radio, uh, you know, for many years, I've had to be around people who like fancy themselves smarter sportsmen fans than they, than they are. But even worse is like the people that just like really have no idea what's going on. Like when they're like <laughs> yelling at the refs and they have no idea, like the most consistent thing that, that you agree with, just like, like my mom, like my mom would be like yelling at, you know, she graduated from West Virginia university. She'd be yelling at West Virginia. Like, why are we just sitting back on defense? <laughs> That's like the most common, yes, yeah. like dumb fan thing to say that I actually agree with. Like most of the time it's like, it makes no sense. It it's so funny because it always makes sense on the small scale where you're like, look, when you got the team at third and thirty, your thought would be like, just play soft and don't let them get a thirty yard pass. Right. But then, but then you're like one step beyond that. Like, look, if we blitz them, the dudes can only get twenty yards downfield in the time yes. they'll have to pass it. Right. Yes. So it's like that same thing. Like if we're up fifteen, if we play the normal defense, like keep the pressure on them because it'll be that much harder. You know, yes, they might break a big play, but even better than that, like our defense has been good enough. Let's keep it that way. I don't know. Yeah. Preaching to the choir. Who said some, someone, someone once said the prevent, the only thing the prevent defense prevents is a win. No, it is. And again, I'm saying like, like I think it's Madden that said that. And it's been, again, every, you're saying, dunk, I mean, every, you know, I guess the, the philosophy is, you know, you're trying not to get, you're trying not to give it all up in one play, but when you're, when you're facing a quarterback like that, and in you know, today's try, NFL, try like, yeah, what's the difference between – play, what it does is, is almost hand it to him in three plays. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What's the di- – I was just saying, what's the difference between giving it up in 15 seconds and giving it up in, 
you know, two two minutes and twenty seconds the when first, there's nine yeah. minutes I mean, on the clock. The like, first yes. of the two touchdown drives, I'm not looking at it, but I mean it was like it was like seconds. I mean he just it, it was like a you know, several plays and he, he just chewed it up in like twenty or thirty seconds. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I, I never understand it. Some somebody smarter at football has gotta explain to me how it really does increase. They were getting the good pressure on him all game too. I mean they were bothering him. Uh, it just they just stopped. They completely stopped. I want to say maybe this is one like maybe the analytics will actually break people of this habit. Almost like it's kind of like turn the tide a little bit on going forward on fourth down situations. Where like yeah. more and more coaches are like, wait a minute, like this is a bad move. Like mathematically, we can now tell statistically, right. I'd be better off going for it than punting. And well, I don't know. The, I mean, all the the data on for, on going for it on fourth downs has been out there for a long time, and it's like they're, they're pretty know. slow well, to embrace that. Yeah, I guess I feel like fans can now see it more, and they get more angry about it yeah. now than they normally would. But so I think that maybe that maybe that'll happen with the prevent. Or here's the other thing: maybe we're dead wrong. Maybe that actually like <laughs> a smart football person explained to us, they'd be like, "You dumbasses!" Like I'm this, open to this, it. This you happens know, somebody so bring rarely. Me that. I, I know, but I'm but I'm with you. It just felt like too much, and especially like I, I can even chart it. I, I know normally I bring you that that sharp gambling analysis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you that smart fantasy football analysis. Like Drew Brees, I was going against him in fantasy today, so I was kind of monitoring him. I was like, dude, this is solid. He's got like 10 points. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. Like, they're great. And then he put up like 30 yep. points in fantasy yeah, in like the off. fourth quarter. Yep. Like that, that, it's never a good sign for your team. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, one thing I had to give a shout out to, you know, I, I, I like to make my North Carolina connections to players. Shout out to Jeremy Sprinkle getting his first uh, – mm-hmm. A touchdown and first reception, right? That's right. Yep. Same play. Uh, before that, can you tell me Jeremy Sprinkle's most famous <laughs> claim to fame? The Belk Bowl Bandit. Oh, yes. I'm so I, we, I'm so glad you knew this. Uh, Sports Channel 8, probably, may, it may have been our highest retweet ever, was when we <laughs> tweeted out that Jeremy Sprinkle has been suspended from the Belk Bowl <laughs> for shoplifting from Belk, where the <laughs> <laughs> where the uh, the team gift was a Belk gift card. So, I mean, it was it was much better worded than I didn't write it, but it was basically uh, um, it was yeah. So Jeremy Sprinkle missed the Belk Bowl, but made up for it with a solid touchdown. Catch <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else that stood out. There's a few me. other things from the first half. Yeah, it, it was shaping up like a Josh Doxson vengeance game, and um, he he yeah. looked awesome. And then they then they totally went away from. I don't even know if he got a target in the second half. So yeah, yeah. First half, it looked like they were finally treating him like the number one receiver that he could be, and he was basically acting like it. I'm still way. I'm 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 fully driving that that bandwagon, but uh, yeah, I don't know, he kind of disappeared. Um, uh, D'Angelo Hall is a a total liability. Um, he I I actually did like a <laughs> I was very proud of him when when he came back and. Uh, you know, to that first game back, he played every snap and he sort of held it down. But today, he just looked absolutely slow and old and terrible. So then he he was, of course, playing because Monte Nicholson, who who's been a, a surprisingly uh, effective rookie, it just gets hurt every game. He comes in, he makes a shoulder tackle, and then he leaves. And actually, I think he got a concussion this time. So Hall had to play a lot, and he looks awful. So that, that's a big problem. If he's the if if he's going to be playing a lot going forward, uh, he's just going to get picked on. Um. I'm looking over Brent's notes. Nothing's grabbing me. I mean, like the Piran game is going to be overshadowed now because it's like, yeah. a 
it was in a loss, and B, nobody believes he's ever going to do it again, especially with right. Chris Thompson. He looked out pretty good. Air. He looked pretty good, though. I was pleased to see that. Here's that one, was nice. One thing. Broke off some big runs, which I we've seen very little of. I hope you saw this. Uh, I think it was a third down. Cuz saw some pressure, ran for the first, uh, slides and gets and gets you know um, uh, 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 draws the, draws the flag for uh, oh, yeah. you know late hit while he's sliding, and he gets up and he does. Did you see what he did? Pops no, up this. and does this wildly overproduced gesture to, for the like asking for a flag. I mean, he's right. going he's going floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling three times. Somebody <laughs> somebody gifted already, and I put that on. On my on my timeline too, but it's this is amazing. He was like demanding this the flag, which he ultimately got. But he's going I, full Brady. I, I like encourage it. everybody to go back and look for it. I mean, it's like meme city. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, um, anything else from the uh, from Brent's notes? I'm looking over here. Um, I think we covered the big stuff. Um, Vernon Davis oh, again had some big plays, but also a couple key. Drops. Also some drops. Yeah, it'd be nice to see what uh, healthy Jordan Reed would have done this season. It'd be nice to see what healthy Redskins would have done this season. Exactly. Obviously. Yep. Um, all right, and so we're four and six now. Yep, pretty much got to run the table. And a Thanksgiving game against the Giants, who are coming off a win. Now yeah. Yep. And and actually looking decent. Um, what are your thoughts as a fan for the? Well, the we season's about, over. <laughs> <laughs> the season's futile, so uh, I'm not really sure what I'm rooting for now. I guess maybe for some young guys to get playing time and look. Hold good. on, if they beat the Giants, they're five and six. Then what happens? It, nothing happens. Who cares, man? They're not. <laughs> this is the thing: is when people go, "Well, yeah, well, all they have to do is go six and zero." Oh. Well, you've just gone zero. Oh, oh all two. they have to do is go six and zero. Oh. I'm not <laughs> I mean, saying that. Like, you're, yeah, let's, uh, you're four and six. You're not going six and zero. Oh. I mean, the thing is, they actually kind of did do that a few years ago. So. Yeah. Um, you know, people think it's potentially a, an outcome, but it's not happening. Like this is th- there's, there's oh, look too, at this remaining schedule. Too much. Oh my oh, god, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, they're all capable. could definitely run the table. Jeez, I think we should, I think we need to keep the hopes up. There, I mean, this man, was have this, we even talked about the takeaway of hey, we just went toe to toe on no, the no, road no, with no, a really good no. team. I mean, yeah, hold but, on, but, let's show yeah, some promise for the rest of the season. Yes, no, of course. No. Yeah, but but that's no. who they are. We know we know that they can play up to anything and they can play down to anything. And they're going to beat mean, the Giants thirty-one three, and I'm going to losing. Come, yeah, in come and of itself, losing come in overtime. I'm going to get in New Orleans right now. Of course, it's not like something to be ashamed of, but you were up by 15 points with four and a half minutes left i mean you, do, you don't come back from that it's i'm over. looking to i'm looking to the future baby back season, to back thursday does games, not come back from that how did the redskins do on thursday i bet they got a great record on thursday yeah they're we're they're, gonna go they, we're gonna yeah. beat the giants beat the cowboys they're pretty good on thursday actually with the easiest schedule left chargers cardinals broncos uh dude, oh my god redskins might be going to the playoff I'm, I'm ever hopeful after this it I looks see, good I know, today. I see uh, what you're is, trying to do here, and I every reason to keep I don't the appreciate it right now. This is every reason to keep the hopes high. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. I will. I will say it would have been <laughs> would have been nice as a fan of the Panthers. It would have been nice for you to bring the uh, Saints back a, a notch in the. Uh, NFC Sorry, South. man. I tried. But no help there. But look, seriously, Giants, Cowboys, Chargers, Red Cardinals, Broncos, Giants. Five and one and six and zero oh is are, are both within. I don't within even know the, if ten and six is going to get in. The NFC <laughs> is is a brutal conference this year. Both within reach. A lot of good things to take away from this game. So overall, a net positive from this game, correct? Uh, absolutely not. 
But we still have a lot to be thankful for, correct? Yeah, outside of football. Heading into Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll, we'll talk off the air about our plans for delivering a Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. And we'll say it's Ooh. always fun to have you. It's fun to have your team playing on Thanksgiving. You, you've got experience probably a decent amount. I would, I would yep. bet outside of you know the dialed-in teams, which are the Lions and the Cowboys, Cowboys yep. and now they've gotten to three games, I would bet that Washington has gotten one of the highest Thanksgiving yep. Day games. But it's always cool like because on Thanksgiving you're going to plan to watch football anyway. It's got to be fun having your team watch it. Uh, well, I'll ask this. Have you planned your Thanksgiving around when the Redskins play? Although they're the night game, aren't they? Well, uh, they I think they are the 8 o'clock game. So and I remember when the schedule came out, uh, I realized that some of my um, family that's coming, actually, there's a Giants fan among them. So we did kind of circle it. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, at this point, are you kidding me? I don't care. I don't even know if I'm going to watch, bro. Whoa, hold on. You've got to not watch status. I'm going to go stuffing, extra gravy. You know I'm taking my afternoon nap. We'll see if I wake up, Hayes. We'll see Dude, if I wake up in time for that That's game. a lie. You're setting your alarm, and I know it. You set your alarm. And we'll set the alarm for everyone else for the you next Burgundy broadcast well. when it comes out. I know you won't be able to resist like everyone else. Final thoughts? Anything else? That's all I got. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We'll hit you with the Burgundy broadcast sometime over the Thanksgiving weekend. For Brent, I am Hayes. Signing off for the Burgundy broadcast. Thanks for listening to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins for the truth. Bumpers, bumpers, bumpers. Please tweet me at Burgundy Blog. Tweet, tweet.